0: Steps in Charleston, they now can try their slipper and see if it fits. At the big ball, East Tennessee State Buccaneers, they're dancing. boys. Perea lays it up. One point four. Perea hits it. The pass is caught. Ready for the game winner. Wide left. Bucks win. Game. spotting for three. The place is going to erupt. Oh, Deuce Bello. He's going to make Sports Center with an incredible. Jarvis Jones, a game winner. Go. Down to one 25 yards! JJ German for the win! He got it! JJ
1: German and the Bucks! Have shocked the Bulldogs! And the sidekick! Sell off to my friend! What's your name, man? I told you it doesn't matter what your name is! You're handsome, you have the perfect amount of scruff, and you still have no talent.
0: It's Sandoz and the Sidekick on the Buccaneers Sports Network. Good Thursday. Jay Sandoz, Mike Gallagher, Sandoz and the Sidekick. And, boy, the games are going to start rattling off here real quick. Tonight, women's basketball. We'll preview that in just a second. Friday, ETSU volleyball in action. Saturday, men's and women's hoops going on. So, plenty of action this week. in the preview today, we'll focus a little bit on the women's game. Uh, here in just a second. Then we'll talk volleyball for Friday. And then Friday, we got a lot of recapping to do. We'll recap the women's game. We'll get uh, set for Saturday's huge in-conference game for men's basketball versus Wofford. ETSU women's team hosting uh, Houston. So that'll be a big game as well. And, again, maybe have a few minutes to mention Coach Lindsey Devons. Austin Herring coming back again. I think he – I
2: have not checked in with him yet. But he – last time we talked to him, he said – He loves hoops, so it might be right up his alley as well. Well, he was talking about going through the spring. So we weren't even talking the rest of the semester. He was talking about, "Hey, are we still good for the spring? Uh, I'd like to, you know, come on if you'll still have me." Like, of course we'll still have you, Austin. But I, I, wanted to give him, you know, a few days after the loss. I'm planning on texting him today just to make sure that he is in. If he's not, I'm sure we'll figure something out.
0: Well, either listen, there's a lot to talk about. So yeah. if he is, he is. If he's not, uh, and, and he comes back in the spring, that'll be great. If he needs a, honestly, if he needs a couple weeks to decompress, I think we can all give Absolutely. him that as well. Yeah. So, but uh, fired up for tonight's women's game. They've had a tough tough road schedule and i'm not uh, i even was texting with coach izelle and i think she told me to uh, very politely shut my mouth because i was trying to give (laughs) her the uh you know you travel to vancouver and then you fly straight there it's got to be and she just one of those coaches that just doesn't want to hear that doesn't excuse right doesn't excuse maker but since she's not here and she can't tell me to be quiet i am going to continue to talk about i have been on these trips i think my best example was if uh one of the Murray Barto years, we went drove from ETSU to Eastern Kentucky, which is in Richmond, Kentucky, about four hours, four and a half away. Played them, then drove to Lexington, flew to South Padre Island, Texas, played in that tournament, three games in three days, and uh, had a cup got there a day and a half early. Flew back home to Johnson City, had about nineteen hours home, and then we bussed to Nashville, mm. played Vanderbilt, got housed by forty in which we probably would have been competitive and and I would have thought the way we played at East Kentucky the way they played South Padre Island maybe could have won that game but anyways had but the travel the weary legs the bus rides the thing, I mean it was just and 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 coach Barto I think a week after that was like you know I was just bad scheduling like like the travel I just didn't factor in what that does to kids. And you hear it all the time in the NBA, right? I, I go back to my famous example was the year that Jordan and them, and I know the Golden State ended up clipsing that, but when Jordan and his squad went 72-10, and 10, or they, they lost I think four or five games on the end of four-game road swings. And all they talked about was tired legs. Now you see the NBA, you know, now they're giving guys rest and all the garbage about, oh, it's too tough, it's too tough. I noticed they don't give back money when they don't play the full 82 games. I saw Jalen Rose go on a big rant, and, um, and I love that because he's like, you know, we all played 82 games. What are they complaining about? I mean, are they going to get back more money if they get 10 games off? No, like it's just a lame excuse and uh, basically crushing the guy. And, of course, then Jalen's turned into now that he's the crazy old guy, right? That's what always happens. Whenever you were the player, you He you're is there. the crazy
2: old guy. I, That's what you get. I, now you're the crazy, the, crazy now old you're the guy. Jalen Rose is out of his mind.
0: Oh, my goodness. It's a different hot take. <laughs> Maybe we just You're need... just
2: defending him because he's a Michigan guy.
0: No, I'm defending Mike Golick, who is complaining. Uh, and he played in the He probably went to I... Michigan, too. He, did... <laughs> he went to Notre Dame. We hate Mike Golick. But, he Notre... but he's the crazy old guy, right? Crazy old guy.
2: I, I hate the back-in-my-day guys. Will you get with the pro? Jalen Rose, you were a great player, and you had a great team at Michigan. But I'm harkening back. On
0: this take, though, you, you are a fan of. Guys are complaining about playing a full schedule. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not. But, but Gene but, but insane. But, but that's fine. If okay. he, overall, you want to okay. say he's insane. But on this but, take, but, but, but I hate, on this particular. I hate
2: the fact that his backing is, well, we played it back in the day. Jalen, we get it. You played basketball. Everybody remembers and no one cares. Shut your mouth and just have your take without going back to the, well, we did this. It was a different time, okay? You would have gotten scorched. All the teams you were on by this Golden State squad. Michigan would get scorched by Zion Williamson and Duke and maybe Gonzaga too because Gonzaga beat Duke. Your time has passed. Just have your See, take. See, again, this is a different take because we would lose our mind hold on. on this take. Just have your take about – what you think is going on with you know basketball and and the money factor and everything and not playing the full season, but you don't have to go back to the same old thing. We did this. Everyone knows your resume. You don't have to keep cl- throwing the cloud out there. Anyway, sorry, we're getting off track.
0: Yeah, we are. I'm just saying the softness of today's player is ridiculous. It's listen. I, I agree, and and I would say that I hope you're not calling ETS women's basketball soft. I would say that. And we'll get to women's basketball in just a second. <laughs> what I would say is the simple fact that the those guys back in Jalen's days, okay, and, and your
2: days too, you and Jalen are of the same cloth back, here. Back,
0: back in Jalen's days, we actually were pretty close in age. That's yep. that's fair. Uh, but they needed days off because of how the game was well, allowed the game to play. Was so we'll,
2: physical. Oh. That's right.
0: That's right. Nowadays. I'll say this, if you go back and watch any of the NBA finals from Lakers-Celtics in the 80s, you go to the 90s with, with Jordan, and when they got knocked down to mm-hmm. the ground, they literally got knocked down to the ground. Yeah. We all get frustrated watching a game where somebody breezes by somebody, and there is a flop as if they've been shot by a rifle from 100 meters away. We all hate that, and you cannot deny that, because I've heard you guys argue that. So I'm just saying it's a, a different game, yep. uh, and apparently the softness is acceptable. You know, the toughness is gone, we can't be touched, we can't be held, and we can't be expected to play 82 games, which our contract is based upon. We complain about that. All right, now let's go back to women's
2: basketball. Yeah, no, I, and I, I agree with you. See, I'll try I'm to just, end the take there. I'm just saying I cannot stand the no, back I'm in my day it. guys like Jay Sanders and Jalen Rose. Yeah, anyway, yeah.
0: so back in my day in broadcasting. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. I'm
2: wondering uh, if you remember Angel Elderkin. So- no. That would have been either when you were a student still here or you might have been just – you started broadcasting, what, 2001, 2002, somewhere on there? Yes. So 1999 to 2001, she was a specialist, her first collegiate coaching gig, special assistant to your friend, God rest her soul, Karen Kemp. Mm-hmm. And Angel Ellerkin is the Appalachian State coach who ETSU faces tonight. I'm hoping to talk with her a little bit before the game tonight. Before we go on air on the Buccaneer Sports Network, at 6.30 with pregame and 7 o'clock tip-off. Just about a story or two about Coach Kemp. And I saw that connection, and I was like, wow. Because she has been a little bit everywhere now. It's her fifth season at Appalachian State, but she's been at Virginia. She's been at St. John. She's been at Tennessee. She's kind of gone around the quote-unquote power five, power seven, whatever you want to call it. Um, and and before getting her first head coaching, you really cut her teeth doing GAs, assistant coaching, um, and things like that. So I was wondering if you had ever, if you remembered her, Angel Elderkin, but uh, still around the area or back in the area, I suppose now, uh, an hour up the mountain, up in Boone. And Appalachian State is not going to be easy for ETSU tonight. And I know they're projected ninth in the Sun Belt, and that's, you know, obviously not the top-level Sun Belt teams that ETSU's played already, Um, Troy being the number two projection. In that preseason poll, South Alabama, number six, you know, not quite that upper echelon, but uh, still, I mean, the Sun Belt's a, a pretty decent basketball conference. Appalachian State ninth, but they return every single player that played at at all for them last year. Caitlin Dube's the only one that's gone, and she was injured the entire year and was a captain but didn't play. So you're facing a team that's been together you're facing a team that's 4-2. and two. They've got three three-point wins, one of which is against UNCG, and UNCG is no slouch in the Southern Conference. They were projected fourth in the SoCon this year in that preseason poll, so this is going to be a very interesting ballgame tonight. I'm sure ETSU is going to be hungry to come out and get their first victory, and it's an important one because then you have Houston on Saturday, and if you lose this game, and I hate to bring this up, but the worst start in program history was in 2011-2012 at 0-10, and, and you're at 0-8 right now, and you definitely don't want to be on the verge, on the brink of getting to that dubious milestone.
0: Yeah, and I, I think just like when we'll talk to Lindsay Devine uh, a little bit later on the program before we get the crazy coach and four yeah. downs and all that good fun stuff, but one of Lindsay Devine's strengths is the fact that she returned basically everybody. Except and, for Riley, and, yeah. And, and I, I pretty much think that's that's an advantage for Appalachian State because they returned and had more, they had less question marks than ETSU and you can tell those ladies will play together. They've started just like ETSU men's basketball has figured out a way to win. Now, all of a sudden, Appalachia State's women's team Mm -hmm. has figured out how to win. So I think it's a dangerous game. I think it's good for ETSU to get home, get in their own bed. Sometimes home cures all, right? And so I'm hoping that that is the case today, that they're going to be able to knock down open – I think that will be the key. Can ETSU knock down open jumpers?
2: And you mentioned the travel. It's almost 5,000 miles over that week span. So you went from Johnson City to Vancouver, and then Vancouver down to Mobile, and then Mobile – Back up to Johnson City, and I mean, you could, you know, I didn't watch the game, I wasn't there, but you're in a tight game against South Alabama late, semi-tight. You know, you're you're right there in the third quarter. Uh, it's fifty-one to fifty. You're ahead, and then they go on a little bit of a run to South Alabama before. The fourth quarter comes around, and then it's a bit of a runaway in the fourth. ETSU keeps it semi-close, but it was high single digits, low double digits for the entire fourth quarter, and they just didn't have that resolve, Um, just couldn't find the shots that they needed and the points that were necessary to come back, and maybe just a bit out of ideas at that point, out of energy. Can you blame them? I mean, that is a ton of travel. They got into Mobile at 11 o'clock on Sunday night, 11 p.m., didn't check into the hotel until 12.30 a.m., and you got a game the very next day. So uh, you're right. I mean, the fact that they were on the road so much, the fact that that travel added up to the amount, nearly 5,000 miles, that it did. And Appalachian State has been kind of slowly on the downward trend for the better part of the last six or seven years and really bottomed out last year at 8-23 and 23 and 5-13 and 13 in the conference. So uh, ETSU has a great chance to get right tonight. But they will have to be at their best because this is a team that is very familiar with each other.
0: Yeah, and you can uh I I, I think you're gonna write the ship today's about as good as time as any for head coach Brittany Zell. And um I, I think it's very, very important because as you mentioned, uh, you know, the the o and ten and you know, there's a lot still to happen between now and then, but there's also something to be said for confidence level, right? It's a one thing to to kind of get going, but and I know she wants to schedule her team. She thought she'd have some wins by now. It hadn't happened, but you want to get everything kind of righted before you start conference play. Before things really start to steamroll downhill. So I think ETSU. And I'm I'm going to go. I know it's not bold prediction time, but I think ETSU. Uh, and I don't even know if it's a bold prediction. but I think ETSU gets off the schneid today. I think they beat Appalachian State, and then if they get that. I'm going to go. Uh, and this is when maybe the bold prediction comes up. But I'm going two and zero here. Uh, real quick on the, the home stand. And first so, one's always the hardest, right? Get that's, the first you get one, that one, ball you get a little confidence yep. and go, but I think it starts tonight, win Appalachia State, win Houston. We'll talk about that Houston game on Friday. We've got to step aside for a timeout. Lindsey Devine's calling in. Got to talk to her about her match in the NCAA tournament versus Purdue, the first ever at-large not just for ETSU, but for the Southern Conference as a whole. So we'll talk to her about that on the other side of Sanderson's Sidekick on the Buccaneer.
1: Sports Network. Congrats, you made it! Through National Ice Cream Day, National Hot Dog Day, and even National Sunglasses Day. You took on the heat, took care of the yard, and even took a vacation. But now it's October, and you finally have a chance to breathe. And with that chance to breathe also comes a chance for fun when you play new October Instant Games. Pick up one of four new games for a chance to win $1,000 up to a $1,000,000. Fall into some fun with new October Instant Games from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
2: Wow, am I happy about my new Wow Rate eChecking account at Citizens Bank? I got a huge rate on my deposit and great account features. With that sort of a deal, I'm saving for much needed Bucks tickets to cheer on my team. Learn more about Wow Rate eChecking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Wow Rate eChecking accounts at CitizensBank24.com. Go Bucks! Bank your own way. Citizens Bank member, FDIC.
1: Looking to promote your business but don't know the best avenue? Stand out from the crowd and go big with billboards. We're Allison Outdoor, and we're the new guys in town. Whether it's digital or traditional billboards, our locations span the Tri-Cities. If you're looking for high exposure for a day, a year, or anything in between, we have rates and packages for you. Call Nick Stickley for pricing at 423-360-4809 or AllisonOutdoor.com. And go bucks. Are you having fun at bad time?
0: You
2: smell fresh as spring.
0: Hey, Frank, is this lettuce ready for the
1: customers? No. No, not yet. Frank, they're perfect. Let go
3: of the cart. No, Frank, now. But I didn't get to say goodbye. At Food City, our produce experts are passionate about offering the freshest fruits and vegetables around. We're Food City, and we're very picky about produce.
2: Today and every day The Johnson
1: City way
0: Sandos and the Sign Kick Back with you segment two, and we switch gears from women's basketball. We stay on the hardwood, a different sport, NCAA volleyball action tomorrow in Lexington, Kentucky. It's your ETSU Buccaneers versus Purdue in the first round, and we joined now by Coach Lindsey Devine. And, Coach, we appreciate you taking the time to talk to me and Mike today. And, first of all, let's talk about uh, what it was like to sit there and watch all the names pop up, and finally you see your name come across the board to play Purdue.
3: Well, good morning, Jay. Thanks for having me on uh, your show again. Really appreciate it. Uh, yes, it was a, a long week. Um, you know, the lead up to selection show on that Sunday. However, I felt pretty confident in the resume that we had built up to that point. So I felt like it was kind of a formality. We sat there. It's always exciting uh, to see your name come up. But I, as I said, you know, I've just felt confidence throughout the whole week. I think our girls felt confidence. And so um, it was just a you know an exciting night to, to um, really get it you know kind of know where we were going after that.
0: Coach, I did a lot of research, and you you were the you would have been the highest RPI team ever in the history of volleyball <laughs> not to make it. So I had some emails ready to go, fired up if uh, something didn't go uh, your way. But clearly they gave respect to your team, which was much uh, reward for what you have accomplished this season. A lot of times a lot of people think, well, man, you, you see your name on there, you get to celebrate, and, and maybe for the players and you for that moment you do, but then I guess the coaching staff has to get right to work to do studying on the opponent.
3: Absolutely. You know, a lot of Slav, a lot of assistant coaches and Emily Ork have done a fantastic year all year scouting our opponents. So as soon as that name came up, uh, which was probably around – what about nine o'clock on Sunday night? We were at work um, that night, kind of forming our strategy, our scouting report so that we were talking all the same language on Monday morning and being able to uh, go over some things in practice. So yes, it was uh, it was a big a bit of a fast turnaround, but that's part of the uh, the sport
2: that we play in. Coach Mike Gallagher, thanks for taking some time to join us. As recently as the last volleyball broadcast, I mean, that's about three weeks ago that we did here at ETSU, I had dug into some research and found an example of a team that I thought kind of mirrored yours from last year, College of Charleston who got in in the CAA with an at-large. That was their conference's first ever at-large bid. They had um, an RPI that was actually a bit lower than yours. Uh, Your team actually had a few more quality wins, and they still got in. So I, like you, was pretty confident. How much pride do you take in being the first ever team out of the Southern Conference to get an at-large bid? It's a landmark thing for the conference. Well,
3: thank you for recognizing that. Uh, Yes, I mean, it's uh, years in the making. It was the players before, you know, you lay that foundation with uh, players that you have recruited that have walked through the doors at ETSU, understanding that, you know, you're playing for championships, and uh, yes, ETSU plays in, you know, we played in two conferences with my tenure at ETSU, so we know, yes, you had to win your conference tournament. However, being able to uh, play and build a resume that would also you know, Get you on the radar with the NCA to get an art large bid is pretty special, but it's it's taken a while. it's, it's been in the works, and um, for the NCA to recognize the the hard work, the resume that we did in that preseason is pretty special. So we're we're in a great spot. Uh, you know this this group. You know we on I believe on Tuesday went through all the things that this senior class has done in their time at ETSU, and it is. I mean, it's phenomenal. It's really phenomenal.
2: That's where I was gonna go with this next as well. I mean, it's special, obviously, from the bigger picture, but in the smaller picture, just to get these seniors, which is an exceptional class, like five of the eight that you use on a night-by-night basis, which is uh, going to be a ton to replace, I'm sure, but but also really shows you what they have done for your program. They've all been contributing really uh, for three and a half, four years themselves. Uh, maybe after you know that first half of their freshman year, uh, you saw what they had. You insert them in the lineup, and they have never looked back. So just to be able to extend their career and get them at least one more game uh with Purdue and then hopefully I'm guessing there's some revenge on the mind against Kentucky that has to feel very good for you as well as these seniors oh uh,
3: f- ex- exactly you know when you're recruiting um a class you go through and you you kind of lay down your vision and uh they knew what uh, was expected of them and um uh, know, uh, to be able to see their hard work come to uh for them to reap the rewards. As um, I mean, it's something that they're always gonna remember. They're gonna remember that they gave everything that they could to this program, to each other. And I think that that success is because of their hard work. So, um, you know, we're not just here just to say, hey, you know, we're, we made it to the NCA's. I mean, we're here to continue to um, play our hardest, to rep- our, represent our school with such pride um, and play freely. You know, there's really no pressure. It's just the pressure that we're going to put upon ourselves, and that's when you're not prepared. But we're really prepared. We're very focused, and uh, we're going to enjoy this moment because, uh, as you said, you know, ETSU made history – uh, getting this at at large bid and so uh, we want to really relish in that opportunity that's been given to us as, you know the second opportunity.
2: Now a few people I talked to were kind of disappointed with the fact that you had to go back to Kentucky simply because <laughs> oh it's, it's not something new you know what's literally the words what's the motivation came to mind and I snapped back quickly with well Firstly, I'd be thinking about, much like I mentioned a bit earlier, revenge. I mean, these uh, seniors this year and juniors last year, of course, are going to remember that their season was ended by the Wildcats. They're going to walk into that arena and I'm sure have some memories that they'd like to forget. I definitely thought your team played well against Kentucky last year. Just did not uh, get those last few points you needed in those three sets that you played against them. So for me, the motivation would be simple. I'm wondering how much you're using that revenge angle or what you're trying to do to, uh, as the head coach, do everything you can to make sure that this team is ready and get that little extra bump that they need.
3: Well, I think it's familiarity, you know, and the ability to jump on a bus, which is kind of like any other road trip that we have done this year. So I think if we... Um, you know, reference that this is just another road trip that we've done. Uh, I believe that that's going to be a great strategy and a great viewpoint for our, our young ladies. Um, the ability that our fans are also going to be able to come and and to to watch us. But um, you know, walking into Memorial Coliseum today when we have our practice, uh, you know, they've been there. I think if uh, you know, last year we were we were looking at things, for, uh, and and now this year when we approach this, we're going to be able to use those reference points from last year and have a different um, mental mindset. So I think, uh, you know, I really believe that they are going to look at this as, hey, this is just another opportunity, it's another road trip, and we've done really well on the road, so let's continue to keep uh, our focus and, and do what we can on
0: the road. You're listening to Sanderson, the sidekick, joined by the head volleyball coach at ETSU, Lindsay Devine. Uh, First ever at large bid, not just for ETSU, but for the Southern Conference as a whole. She takes on Purdue coming up tomorrow. Uh, A couple more minutes with her. And, coach, we'll dive in the X's and O's in just a second. One last question. And I want to touch on you mentioned familiarity. You look across college sports, and when a team has been able to go back to back to a tournament, especially from a mid major standpoint, they are very successful in year two because I think there is, you mentioned familiarity, and you have a special situation because you'll be in the same gym. A lot of times people get a chance to go to the tournament. It's in a different place, different atmosphere. You have to look at it, but you're so familiar to that atmosphere. Uh, how important is it because all, all those ladies pretty much got NCAA experience last year. How can that carry over into tomorrow's match against Purdue?
3: Well, a lot of things you're saying there is you just got to come in, play freely. You know, we talk a lot through with our team um, about this why not mantra. You know, why not just continue to do the things that have got us to this point? we got to be aggressive. We've got to serve, um, you know, be on that service line and serve with confidence. Play as one team together. So if, if you kind of take out the... Um, you know the aura that uh, you know yes we're in lexington we're we're playing on the same floor that kentucky plays in and out you know a big conference and just keep it really simple and not over analyze and overthink things i think then you really are going to play in the moment which we've been doing all year and i think that's what's going to bring kind of calmness and success to our 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 team
0: Coach, let's talk a little bit about Purdue now. That's your first opponent. Uh, what can you give us as far as a scouting report on what they do and what you can do to kind of counteract that? Well, first you
3: got to remember what conference they play in. So, uh, you know, the Big Ten is is pretty intense. Um, you know, their their schedule is 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 competitive uh but they have a couple of key players that uh we believe that we have to keep our eye on number 16 Sheridan Atkinson I believe she's a red shirt senior uh tall young woman uh and she's uh pretty much the heart of their team so that's somebody that I know we have to make sure that we track her and um our we have some things that we ourselves are going to try to combat. With her, um, her success, uh, they have a couple of middles that are explosive. So, again, we want to make sure that we we watch what they're doing and, and don't get so wrapped up and, and lose them. And uh, but you know what, when the ball's on our side, Jay, we just got to take care of it. And and when the ball goes on the other side, Purdue's side, they're going to take care of their side. So we just got to gotta keep playing us. Um, you know, this is just a, a, a time where I believe that Purdue is trying to figure out and try to get in the minds of us and strategize against us. Well, we have a lot of weapons ourselves, and so we're going to um, play hard and, and, and make sure that we, we you know, play, play our style. Um, and so uh, I think it's going to be a good matchup. It's going to be a different matchup in the sense of um, – you know, playing against a team in that conference. But hey, like you said, we played the Washington States, we played the Dukes, we played the Tennessee, all tall young women that are athletic, that play in wonderful conferences, that are coached by fantastic coaches. So uh We're going to learn from what we've uh, done this year and and put it into play this uh, upcoming game.
2: Coach, that was my final point as well, was, yeah, the Big Ten is really, you know, team for team, probably the best conference in the country. Maybe Purdue isn't a Minnesota, isn't a Penn State, one of those more well-known programs, but to be night in, night out against those type of programs, I'm sure feels like they are helped by that. From their side, I'm sure they're trying to draw on that in this matchup against you, but... You've also beaten a Washington State. You've beaten a Tennessee. It's not like your team is devoid of top-level opponents either. So I think on the other side of the coin with ETSU and your squad, there's a lot of room there to kind of use that point in your favor as well. Absolutely. You
3: know, um, and that's what you you hope when you um... – build a a resume in your preseason you know I've done this for years is that I've gone out and scheduled uh, competitively with the hopes that the girls would embrace those moments and uh, it takes a special squad at a a mid-major that understands that and is able to um, you know say put it all out there and that's what this group did so Using that, using that information, looking at the film and how we played against those uh, opponents is going to, you know, carry us through. It's going to be the confidence confidence boosters. You know, in the match, I'm going to be able to say to Leah Clayton, hey, do you remember when you were playing Washington State and we needed a big kill? This is what you did. This is what we need you now in this moment. You know, and Braden, staying with Braden Tutton, coming up with the big swing at the end against Washington State. You know, again, I'm going to be able to reference that. Kayla Massey, that huge block in the fifth set when she, um, you know, all of a sudden the tides turned and we were able to propel, propel forward against that Tennessee – in that Tennessee game. So all those things, I think it's just that we're, I'm going to be able to reference them, get our girls in that mindset so that they understand, hey, I've been here before. This is what I did, and this is what the result was. So let's keep, keep thinking um, really positively and have
0: that mindset. Coach, I am fired up. I started slapping my leg when you started mentioning all the big plays and the big kills. just got me. There We got a little let's go there from Randy Sanders, too, as well. So, uh, we're fired up for you, Coach. We can't wait. It's 5 p.m. on Friday, which is tomorrow. That will be when ETSU hits the floor against Purdue. And we can't wait for it. We'll be trying to pull you through. We appreciate you taking the time. And, of course, best of luck to you and your ladies. Well, I appreciate you
3: um, giving me some love here, Jay and uh, Mike. I really appreciate that, and I hope that all Buck Nations following us because we do feel that. And uh, our our job is that we're going to come come home and, and continue to bring that pride to our university and to our program. So thanks a lot
0: let's and go. go Bucks! All right, let's go. Thanks, Coach. We appreciate it. Good luck. That's Lindsay Divine, ETSU head volleyball coach, and man, I tell you what, she got me fired. I, and I was I was kind of fired up. But as soon as she started rattling off all those big hits, the big blocks, I'm not going to lie to you. I started slapping my leg. The lo- the legs started to get pumped. Like I'm, I'm we can play this thing right now. I am ready to go. I love women's volleyball. I think it's the most underrated sport in all of college athletics. Period.
2: If it were allowed, I think you'd strap on the spandex right now and get out there.
0: Oh, I mean, I would. I would. I would. Too. I, would. I, would too. I wish I could. Obviously. I mean, it like would. my
2: bloods pumping a little bit? Too. I mean, it's
0: not a good look, but no, I would me, be all me in me on either. it. I would be all in.
2: I have that chicken leg problem. <sighs> You've got a little bit different thing going on, but I think that we would love to because. Coach Devine taught, you know she's passionate, and you've been around her longer than I have, but you can see it, you can hear it, and that's what I love about covering volleyball here at ETSU and broadcasting for them is that you can really feel how much they want it. You can feel on a night-in, night-out basis uh, what it means to them. And the fact that they've done these historic things this year, I'm ready for some more history to be made.
0: Oh, I, I hope so. And I, I stand by you can look at it across multiple sports. When a mid-major team gets a to go back-to-back with a number of seniors, you know, uh, They're not overwhelmed by the moment, and I think that's exactly. Hopefully, we will see from ETSU volleyball and at least pick up their first ever NCAA tournament win. And from there, who knows, right? Then you're playing with house money. So, let's go! Congratulations, Coach Devine. Appreciate her taking the time. We'll step aside. We go from the very Saint Lindsey Devine to the crazy man, crazy coach. Will join us. Got some good sound bites this week for him to break down on Santos and the Sidekick. Don't forget to download his SoundCloud, iTunes. We got more of Santos and Sidekick after this on the Buccaneer Sports Network. Ballot Health is an integrated health care system built to meet the local needs in Northeast Tennessee and Southwest Virginia. Together with community, we are transforming our region. We're making communities healthier. We're expanding access to critical services in rural areas. And we're investing in health research and medical education. It's your story. We're listening. Ballot Health is proud to be the official health care provider of ETSU Athletics'
1: Go Bucks!
3: 1216 State of Franklin Road in Johnson City.
2: Wendy's has an all-new... You
3: had me at Wendy's.
2: Good, because Wendy's has a new bacon cheeseburger, and it's called... You
3: had me at bacon.
2: Well, what if I told you Wendy's kept going and added a smoky, tangy sauce, and it's called the Sawsome Bacon... You
3: had me at Sausum.
2: It's called the Sauceum Bacon
3: Classic. Sawsome Bacon Classic? Sounds amazing. Why didn't you just say that from the start?
1: Also, if you download the Wendy's app, you'll get special offers like $2 off any combo.
3: Hmm, well, now you have me downloading the Wendy's app.
1: At participating Wendy's for a limited time,
2: Mulliken Hardwood Flooring is a beautiful addition to any room. Enjoy the luxury of hardwood flooring in your home with mullicans pre-finished, sold or engineered, ready-to-install selection of beautiful hardwood flooring and a wide variety of domestic and exotic species. Please visit the following Johnson City locations to learn more. Dockery's Floor Covering, House of Paneling, Carpet and Door Mart, and K&M Flooring. Kingsport
0: locations include Dalton Direct Carpets, Custom Floors by Carlin, L. Providence Flooring and Paint. Visit the Smile Floor Service in Bristol. Trust the clear leader in quality hardwood flooring, Mullican Flooring.
4: Over the last 70 years, Johnson City Power Board has had a few different looks. But we've remained the same trusted partner you rely on. Now, we've changed our name to Bright Ridge to match our vision. To deliver on our promise of great service you can count on. Embracing common sense technology to strengthen the communities we serve. We're glad to be your public power provider. Bright Ridge. New name. Renewed promise. Learn more at BrightRidge.com.
2: New coach, new era, new day. Here from ETSU football head man Randy Sanders, all fall on the ETSU Coaches Show now on Wednesday nights. If you're scared by all the change, don't be. Voice of the Bucks Jay Sandoz still hosts from Wild Wing Cafe, and it's still a 6 o'clock start now every Wednesday throughout the football season. Morristown native and new ETSU football head coach Randy Sanders on the ETSU Coaches Show right here on WXSM AM 640 the extreme sports monster.
0: I got 22 excuses, 11 on my offense and 11 on my defense. Our red zone defense is like Oprah. Like, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown, you get a touchdown. We tried to recruit bigger, better players to come play for us, but they went to good schools. Uh, I
4: got a bunch of mama's boys right now, and
0: uh, we just won't buck up more next, and we got to get through that. We couldn't do diddly offensively. Mike,
4: why are you in such a bad mood? What do you care?
0: If we were 2-7, you'd be in a bad mood too. Hello? You play to win the game. I just
1: hope we can win a game.
0: Well, we didn't block. But we made up for it by not tackling.
1: Ben Wallace and Mo Williams fell down than a baby learning to walk. Yeah.
2: It is Crazy Coach Thursday. Crazy Coach joins us to talk about sound bites, storylines from around the country. Jay, just plenty of miraculous things that have come about from this segment.
0: Oh, it's uh, a matter of fact that uh, when, when we didn't do it over Thanksgiving, Crazy Coach I think started it, but I did get some hate mail for not having this segment to continue, although I thought we were allowed to have a holiday off, but that was my mistake. And so uh, I'm not convinced that Crazy Coach is on the line now, didn't start the campaign to complain that he wasn't on, (laughs) uh, because it's always funny that he complains that he has to come on, but then when he didn't come on, he complained. So, uh, Crazy Coach, good news, you're back with us.
1: That is awesome. Hey, but I got a problem. You can't be putting me on after Coach Devine. I I mean – what do people understand the, the I don't know if your fans understand getting an at large bid in the Southern Conference in any sport that I mean that is it's it's almost impossible to do when you're not in a power five school, but if you look at her schedule, she'll go play any place, she'll go play anybody, she beats teams um you know, I know everybody was worried that uh, they would get a bid losing in the final, but um, I thought she had a great chance, and uh, what a great honor. I mean, the Southern Conference should be thanking her every day for getting an at large bid. So, uh, it's a shout out to her and her team. I mean, I didn't get to see them play this year, but I, I hear uh, wonderful things how they just compete on every possession.
2: Here comes my selfish mini-rant about this ETSU volleyball team. For weeks and weeks and weeks, as I mentioned with Lindsay Devine when she joined us, I had been saying that this was going to happen. And all I got was, you're crazy. They're not going to get an at-large bid. It just doesn't happen. Has this other conference ever gotten an at-large bid? Look at the resume, do a little research, and inform yourself, because if you've been paying attention to this team, you know that exactly what Crazy Coach just said is exactly what is true, that they have played anybody, they've beaten a lot of those teams that they've gone and played elsewhere or here at Brooks Gym, so I I don't know, Jay, I'm clearly a little upset uh, that my take has not gotten the love that it has deserved, but Crazy Coach said it very well. This ETSU volleyball team, when you play anyone, when you go and beat anyone, when it comes down to one-bid conferences, quote-unquote, it doesn't matter anymore your destiny is in your hands if you are good enough you are going to get in
1: you are 100 percent right um it's just it's it's hard when you when you talk about it um because as a coach you've got to fight it you're like okay i gotta prepare these kids for the what if uh of them not making it having that kind of disappointment after a great season because you really uh, you know, with the uh, with the conference tournament and volleyball, the way it's set up, and they get an automatic bid, um, it, it just sort of takes some of the wind out after you uh, after you don't win the uh, the SoCon. But uh, you were right. I mean, you look at her resume; she's done an incredible job, and uh, I just hope they, uh, you know, it's time uh, maybe they reward her. I don't know what her situation is. I don't know how many scholarships they have. I don't know what her travel budget is, but uh, the people there need to step up and reward her that way. So that's good for her. Congratulations again to her team.
2: Crazy coach. Have you in your coaching career, uh, what do you think the negatives of scheduling strong are as a mid-major? Or is it a little bit the opposite? Have you tried to schedule strong and you just can't get opponents when your mid-major team becomes too good?
1: Well, you just look at coach Forbes I mean, he, he totally screwed everything up winning the first year. <laughs> I mean, because, you, you know, uh, at this level, you got to play some money games. And all of a sudden, even those are hard to come by. And when you win like they've done, nobody wants to come to your building. So that's where you run into it. Until until you develop, like, okay, look at Gonzaga. They had to go everywhere for those you know eight nine ten years and they did it they went everywhere and they played now they you know because of cbs and and espn they they put big games and they make big teams go to gonzaga and that's and that's hard to do and it's going to continue to be hard to do and uh, i think one of the things if you look at the ncaa what they did here is they have those uh i forget what they call it about winning games i tell people all the time i think they You know, trying to get those games, the NCAA, to count more. What they really did is is they're trying to push the uh, low majors and mid-majors out, even trying to get a big win later in the year because they're not on their schedule.
0: Yeah, you're talking about the quadrant, the new quadrant system, quadrant one wins, you know. Yeah. And it's weighted on, you know, if they're in the top, 25 and you beat them at home, but if you go on the road right. to beat the top 50, that's like a quadrant one win. And when you're ETSU, A, it's tough to get those games. And a B B, you can't play six or seven of those games, or you wouldn't have home games. So you're you're always kind of stuck in that rut, and we'll see how it... Sh- and this first year of that, so we'll see how it shakes out and and all that. But uh, boy, uh, Lindsey Devon was was great to talk to, great energy. A- and you mentioned it too, but when you win and you're successful and you do something that's not been done in an entire conference... You assume people are going to start knocking on your door, and that's what happens at, at ETSU. I've never took it as a slight if a if a coach landed a, a quote-unquote bigger job, right, or gotten a Power Five conference, and they just offer things that you can. That means they did great things at ETSU and that means they probably left ETSU better than when they got it. So, to me, it's a win-win for everybody. I could talk about this subject for a long time, but short on time, we got to let Crazy Coach go because, you know, we only got an hour show. So, got a couple sound bites for you. Mike, what's the first? Yeah, Crazy
2: Coach, you mentioned Coach Forbes, and we're going to work you back into the whole system that we've got running in your segment, and we're going to lob you what I believe you will think is a softball with one of Coach Forbes' comments from earlier this week.
0: We've grown up a lot, uh, challenged before, this, before the game. I said, who are we? Where are we at right now in the season? Are we going to mature? Are we going to learn from the loss at Georgia State and the loss at Creighton? Are we going to come in there tonight and win? Because we need to win. That's what we need to do. And we did.
2: So, Crazy Coach, I'm curious when you hear the term grown-up, and we talked about this, Jay, during a couple of shows really earlier this week, but... You go from Georgia State at the very beginning of the season to a Georgia Southern team, same geography, same relative rank in the mid-major poll. Uh, I know you drew some similarities to them uh, on the show uh, yesterday when you were comparing Georgia State and Georgia Southern, but really seemed like good measuring sticks, Crazy Coach, of where a team is at the beginning of the year to where they are three weeks in. Coach Forbes thinks the team has
1: grown up. What does that mean? Well, it just means I think they're learning to play together. Uh, I know his roster is loaded with – I forget how many new guys that never, never played a game together. And that's, that's huge. And if – they might not have won um, at Georgia Southern if they won at Georgia State and Creighton because you have to learn late in the game who's going to get the ball, who's going to make the great play, and who's going to share the ball. And that, I think that's what they're starting to learn. I mean, you got to know who your scores are. you got to know who can get the ball to the rim. Um, it's just a matter of playing together. And it's a maturity factor because if you look at it, you know, all these kids were stars on a team, different team last year. Now all of a sudden they got to figure out how to play together. And some kids can do it, some kids can't. But this group um, looks like they can do it, and and I looked at the stats the other night after the game. What blew me away is uh, I think there was like seven guys that had two assists. Hmm. I mean, that you talk about sharing the ball and learning to play together. That's just an unselfish team, and that's, that's hard to come by. I mean, like I just said, you had so many guys who were stars last year, and they were going to take the big shots. But this group seems to be able to uh, figure it out, pass to the open man, and, and take the big shots.
2: Yeah, crazy coach. It's 10 new to the program, 12 that had never played for ETSU, if you include Romeo Rodriguez and Patrick Good. And Coach Forbes said exactly what you said after the game. Sharing the ball was huge. Now, I'm wondering you brought up Georgia State and you brought up Creighton as a head coach at the mid-major level, as you have been. How much regret do you look back on those couple of games? with? Because you look at it right now, ETSU, and I think there's some fans that are convinced of this, and I certainly am bordering on that camp, if not in it completely, but they could be undefeated, maybe should be undefeated at this point, and at that stage, you're starting to turn a lot of heads, but the loss to Georgia State, the loss to Creighton, very tight, up late. How much regret do you look back on those with, or is it just, that's water under
1: the bridge, we got to move on? I think you just got to go and move on because now I think they played 30 games before the years out. Uh, But again, if, if they would have won those games, I think, you know, as a coach when you win like that early and guys start to feel good about themselves, it's harder to keep them focused on, okay, we got to keep getting better. We got to keep getting better. And like, again, they are young, you know, they are youths and, uh, when you uh, have a bunch of youths on your team, it's, it's hard to get them to play together and hard to get them to mature. And but this group, like I said, this group is, is is doing that. And you just you can't look back. I mean, the fans can look back, and you know that's that's fine. They have no most fans have no clue really what it takes to win win on the road, especially against. Hey, Georgia State is I think they're picked to win their league. Georgia Southern got to be in the top two or three because I think they had like ten guys back. Uh, so, uh, they're just great. That was a great win. It was a tough loss. And I think that, you know, at the end of the year, I think Jay just said, you talked about those quadrants. Um, that could be a, a, one of those good losses because Georgia State could be pretty high at the end of the year.
0: Well, and you could certainly maybe even take from last year, right? ETSU won 16 in a row. They got national attention. You know, there was some guys that it, it, it's hard for young guys not to fall in love with themselves, right? And, uh, maybe maybe some of that truth came into play last year where they just got kind of rocking and rolling it got easy and I know coach Forbes a couple post games were just saying fundamentally technique some things that they had worked on you know they just weren't doing and, and and he didn't say anything it's just me talking out loud but maybe there's some truth to that even when the bucks last year had that 16 game win streak that that everything was coming a little too easy for them and they didn't just take care of business as they should have yeah
1: and and, and that happened and that happens when you get on a 16-game winning streak. You you, you are going to lose a little bit of your edge. And then and then you get slapped in the face. All of a sudden, you're like, uh-oh. Uh, and it's a little harder to come back because even though you were winning, you might have gotten a little less, you know, sound. Uh, and what are you going to do? Oh, you're not going to take the wins, No, nah, you just got to keep doing it. And that's uh, – if you uh, watch Coach Forbes, I mean, it's one of those funny things. I'm like, I can never tell what the score is with him. Uh, which is good. I mean, that's what you want on your coach. He, I mean, up ten, down ten. It, there's no different emotion from him on the on the sidelines. He's always a little tight emotionally, which is good. Which is good. But uh, uh, the players seem to respond to it, and that's. Uh, I think I I just see great things for this team if they can continue to get better.
0: Only two for you today, crazy coach. Here's the final one. He said, "Good job, good game." I was brief. I didn't feel like talking. I don't know. But... Left Cleveland, goes down to Cincinnati. I don't know. It's just somebody that was in our locker room asking for us to play for him and then goes to a different team. We play twice a year. Everybody can have their spin on it, but that's how I feel. No, I mean, it's just like any rivalry game. That's just how it is now. That's how I'm going to treat it every time we play them, but it's it's nothing, you know, there's no hate.
2: It's just how it is. That's how I'm going to treat it, and I think that's how our team should treat it too. We have the same players. Yeah, we have people,
3: we have people that we believe in calling the plays now.
2: That's my favorite part of that quote is the very last bit of it. That's Baker Mayfield on Hugh Jackson who earlier this week, or I suppose a couple weeks ago now, was fired by Cleveland, goes and takes some special consulting gig with Cincinnati, which is obviously in the same state. Uh, They're going to be playing – cleveland a couple of times a year baker mayfield clearly unhappy he's always a polarizing figure crazy coach i have heard a number of people say that he's just a punk kid they can't stand his attitude that he would attack a guy that's just trying to go and feed his family and pay a mortgage Uh, how dare he what is your take on baker mayfield and how he handled this whole situation and have you ever had anyone come at you in the media one of your players or former players
1: well, let's stay with Baker right now. You know, there's always players that are on the other team that you want to go knock out, right? But then you love him when he's on your team. Right. And he's that he's that type of guy. And I think they, they might be that type of guy with the kind of seasons they've had. they got to have somebody say, hey, we're going to win. We don't care who we're playing. We don't care who's on that team. He's no longer on our team. Well, like I think he said it right. He's We don't hate him, you know. But he's on the other team. He's the enemy right now. I'm not going to hang out with him. I mean, it's it's just, uh, I think he's got a team. I like the attitude. Go, you know what, I don't need him right now. I will talk to him if you're walking down the street and say hello. But I'm trying to kick his butt. He's no longer with us. So that's basically he's against us. I'm okay with it. See, I'm all right with it, too.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm not. A, I'm not as fired up. I think I was more fired up over Ben Roethlisberger kind of calling out his young wide receivers. Okay, Roethlisberger throws a horrific and your crazy coach is a Steeler guy too. So this is right up his alley. All right. But he throws a bad interception to the nose guard of all people, right? And and that in fairness, if the if the nose guard didn't intercept it, the cornerback would have picked it off. So two guys would have picked it off. And instead of after the game, kind of owning up to that, which I think great players do. All he did was blast a rookie wide receiver and then a, a linebacker for their faults and didn't address any of his. And I know he's been getting hammered by it. And his response um, uh, today, which is Thursday, was to come out and, be, and, and or Wednesday, I guess it was yesterday, and say, "Well, I, I think with a couple Super Bowl rings and who I am, I'm allowed to criticize people uh, out there." And I'm I I, I I don't know of great players doing that. And and. You can correct me if I'm wrong, Coach, but I don't, I don't remember the greats. You know, I don't think Terry Bradshaw did that. I don't think Joe Montana did that. You know, I don't think Peyton Manning did that. Well, the Patriots aren't allowed to talk, so I know they don't. So, but my, my thing is I was very confused. I'm more upset with Roethlisberger not going to a young guy and kind of blasting him behind closed doors as opposed to not saying anything to him and blasting him in the media more than I am Baker Mayfield not wanting to shake hands with the arch rival that your coach just went to.
1: Well, I think those the those guys you're talking about, like the the big time stars, I guarantee you, they go behind the uh, behind the wall and rip into rookies and you know early guys to to do what they are supposed to do, no matter what they you know if they're called. Peyton calls the play, and he wants you to run it that way. You better run it that way. He won't. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen him like rip somebody in public. Um, but they do on the sidelines,
0: and I'm fine with that. Yeah, we oh all yeah. seen Peyton oh, yeah. get upset with her. We've seen Tom Brady yell at people. We've seen Aaron Rodgers yep. do it. I, I'm just concerned about like post game. You don't see those guys like openly calling them out. I guess that was my point.
1: Right, right. I, 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 I those those big time stars I haven't seen it, um, seen it done. But by the way, quit messing with the Steelers. We'll be in the Super Bowl. <laughs>
2: Crazy coach, I noticed you conveniently glossed over the part of my question saying, had you ever been ripped in the media by a player?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm glad that they, you know, they don't have Twitter and all those things when I was coaching because players are – I mean, you, you, coaches got to have thick skin, especially the way it is now. Guys just come out and put anything on Twitter um, – which I think, if you look at it, I tell people all the time, one of the biggest problems in coaching right now is the Twitter, the faith, the People will put it out there, but they won't face each other. I mean, go talk to somebody. I mean, I, I, I used to tell players, you say whatever you want in here. You know, come in the locker room, come into my office. You can say whatever you want. Once it goes outside, then, uh, you know, you better maybe start looking for a new place to play.
0: Crazy coach, we appreciate the time. Running short. Uh, always enjoy this segment. I got a. Uh, we just ran out of time, but I got some great Roy Williams bites that we're going to run for you next week uh, after his disgust to loss uh, to Michigan last night, which I thought were just phenomenal comments and right up your alley to uh, break down for us. But we'll do that next week. We appreciate it, buddy. Safe travels.
1: Thanks, Dag Mamby. Michigan just kicked our butt. Thank you. Over and <laughs> <now>. out. <laughs>
0: All right, it's crazy. Coach, when we come back, it's one, two, three, Four. All right, four downs. Trey Adams, I guess we'll let him talk now. Right after this time, out to your word from the Buccaneers. Sports Network.
2: Let Ferguson's knowledgeable product experts kick off your next kitchen or bath project with the latest in touch and hands-free faucets, high-performance gas ranges,
1: or low-decibel dishwashers. They're
2: really quiet. Request your appointment today at fergusonshowrooms.com. The best decision ever.
0: Visit your local Ferguson showroom at 1000 Quality Circle in Johnson City and choose from an extensive lighting collection of the most sought-after brands. Find the one-of-a-kind fit for your home at Ferguson.
3: Purchasing a new home, remodeling your home? First Bank & Trust makes applying for a loan easy. Our online application process is designed to allow you to stop anytime and pick up where you left off when it works for you. And after you submit an online application, you can check your loan status anytime. Visit or call me, Rose Fulton, today for help with your purchase, refinance, construction, or home loan. We're there for all your mortgage needs because we're your bank for life. Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.
1: This is the Pepsi
2: that your father drank and your grandfather drank.
4: When I was your age, we were... This is the Pepsi that your Uncle Ted drank when rock sounded like this. This is the Pepsi for American pastimes. Whether you're tailgating at
2: a speedway or courtside watching your favorite player make a breakaway... He scores! This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. for all your printing needs
4: One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four 2 3 4 4 down 1 2 3 4
2: down 4 now 4 now Four 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 4 now
0: Ah, one of our favorite segments. Four downs. Trey Adams joins us here. Final segment on Thursday. Sanderson sidekick. Trey?
4: back in the studio. Beautiful. Glad to be back with you guys. First down. So first down. ETSU women's basketball taking on Appalachian State tonight, guys. Who do you want to see step up for the ETSU women's team to help get them their first win of the season tonight?
0: Oh man, Uh, two, two, two. That's a good question. I. Uh. I think, and, and, and we opened the show, and I thought they need to hit uh, jump shots. I think they need to, to get the perimeter game going. So, the question is, does that mean just having a few more jumpers go down uh, for the guards, or is it the inside play to open up uh, some jump shots? and? That's a tough call. I th- I'm going to go I'm gonna go with a post, right? Well, I, let me say this. I'm going to go with the tweener. I'm going to go Raven Dean. How about that? I'm going to go Raven Dean because she can score inside and outside. So I think Raven Dean tonight.
2: She's had three games in double figures this year. I think that's a pretty safe bet that she probably will step up. I'm going to go someone from the outside. I think that's a good call, Jay. Let's go Micah Sheets. She's the sharpshooter. She's got seven of ETSU's 22 threes this year. I know it's not a lot of threes for an entire team this far into the season. They're not – a tremendously good three-point shooting team, but every three can help get points in bunches. Hopefully, Micah Sheet's hot shooting can be contagious.
4: Second down. So, ETSU men's Basketball on the road Saturday taking on Wofford, their first conference game of the year. This is a two-part question. First part is, Jerome Rodriguez, one of the leading rebounders in the NCAA, will he have a double-double? And the second part is, what is an area that the Bucks have to stop in order to win on Saturday?
0: Well, the first part, I think, uh, will be – the issue will be points. I don't think there will be any issue getting – he's proven that, getting to double-digit rebounds. Will he get to 10 points? And I guess the question is, who will Cam Jackson guard? Because if they put uh, 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 Ken Valtuve on Jeremy Rodriguez or Mladen Armas, one of those guys could have a monster game. Because I don't know that either one of those guys could hold them. Now, if they decide to go with two bigs and Pegram – then I think that's a, a little bit better matchup, but that's something that Wofford generally doesn't like to do. So I wish I knew who was going to guard Rodriguez uh, more, uh, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go no. I don't. I don't know that he'll get to ten points, but I think he'll get to uh, double digit rebounds. And as far as stopping Wofford, I think it's actually Cam Jackson. I think uh, Wofford's going to take a billion threes. They're eventually going to knock some of those down. But when ETSU has struggled, looking at the last six games versus Wofford, when ETSU has struggled is when they've given up some points in the paint to the big guys for Wofford. So I think it's stopping the inside game of Cam Jackson.
2: Jeremy Rodriguez is a machine. He will get a double-double. And I think he just got to take away everybody else but Fletcher McGee. That may be a very broad brush I'm painting it under. But Wofford has shown that – they can win when Fletcher McGee has a bad game or substandard game coach Forbes talked about it Fletcher didn't really have a Fletcher night against South Carolina but even without their starting point guard they still were able to get a victory so take away everybody else but Fletcher Fletcher let him get his but Hoover can't go off for 30 Jackson can't go off for 30 make sure you're taking away the other four in the court and Fletcher McGee ah who needs him
4: third down so yesterday we talked about the FCS playoffs. Today we're talking about the college football playoffs, and more specifically this weekend, the conference championship. What do you all think is the most important conference championship game heading into this weekend?
0: Uh, t- 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 uh, Mike, I'm thinking. You go.
2: Uh, I'm a Big Ten guy, so I'm going to say Big Ten. <laughs> it's Ohio State and it's Northwestern. They, really, there's three – Seeds that are decided, right, in the playoff. I mean, it's going to be Clemson, it's going to be Alabama, it's going to be Notre Dame. So that fourth one is still up for grabs. If Alabama wins, that means Georgia falls, right, and then Ohio State, the door is ajar. Can they take care of Pat Fitzgerald and my Northwestern Wildcats? That's the biggest question to be answered this weekend.
0: Well, I guess the, the one issue is, or is really two Um if, if Georgia loses, it's simple, right? And and then does the committee choose Ohio State for avenging a loss against Northwestern, or do they take Oklahoma for avenging a loss against Texas? And is it the weird only in college football where you have to try to beat somebody by 1,000 for it to matter? Uh, because I think both teams will have to try to impress and prove that they've made amends for their – uh, losses. Now we'll see this. Uh Ohio State lost on the road, right? And then Oklahoma lost on a neutral site. So most people give Ohio State the, the, the edge there because they had to play a true road game. But I and then what the biggest monkey wrench I guess is if Georgia wins, because then does that guarantee Georgia and Alabama in and Big Ten, Big Twelves out and then the chaos happens, right? Everyone's gonna complain. So uh that being said, clearly the the one that matters is the Sun Belt, so go ahead. Fourth down.
2: <laughs> I, li- I like the awkward pause because no one believed that you were actually saying that.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, Boone, North Carolina, you will think Lafayette comes in here and pokes off a win. I mean, nobody cares, so go. Fourth down, best down.
4: All right, what is the appropriate time to get into the Christmas spirit? Is it Black Friday? Is it this week? Are you
0: asking me or my wife? Oh, Cause you. Because that, that's two, two different questions.
2: Were your Christmas lights up, Jay, November 15th, over or under?
0: No, they were not. They were not? They, oh, were, okay. not. they were not. Now, they were not. Now, I have do know people as soon as Halloween is over, they, they put them up. I will say this. For the first time ever, they were up prior to uh, Thanksgiving. They were done the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. For this simple reason only, ETSU football was in the playoffs and I had to leave town Friday. Otherwise, it's generally that Friday, Saturday – excuse me, that Friday, Saturday or Sunday – After Thanksgiving, the lights go up at the Sandoz house. But because of the playoffs, it had to leave Friday, and I wasn't going to be available Friday, Saturday, and let's be honest, Sunday because of the absurd time that we got in that uh, did it on Wednesday. So generally speaking, around Black Friday uh, is what we do.
2: I don't really have strong takes on it. I know that will be surprising. But for me as a student, and Trey, you can speak to this too, I think after finals, you can really start to focus on the fact that your life will go on. Uh, The world is not ending. The sky is not falling. You've made it through another semester. And so then within a couple of weeks, you've got Christmas. You can really get excited, start to feel the warm and bubbliness that is the season. But up until about December 10th this year, because that's my last final is, uh, the world is doom
4: and gloom. Oh, I agree. Uh, I personally don't get into the Christmas spirit until the month of December. So December 1st. Give me all the Christmas trees and the presents and Santa Claus and all the cookies and everything.
2: Sandos, when do you actually get into the spirit? I know the lights and the tree and everything is one thing, but when do you feel the spirit? Is it morning of Christmas or do you never feel it at all?
0: Usually around the 23rd because, you know, when you get married and kids, you you go spend like the 23rd with one side of the family, the 24th with the other side, and then you finally get home so that you can open up presents at your own house. So you're telling Christmas me there's Day? no
2: there's no actual spirit to it. You're not feeling it, you know, in the first, second week. It's not permeating every aspect of your life like some.
0: No, I think I think I get a little excited to watch the kids open up the presents from people. Uh, so the 23rd, I, I get into it for about two, three days, and I'm the guy, as soon as you open up presents, we tear down the tree and Christmas is dead to me. <laughs>
2: That's kind of what I was getting at, so I'm glad you owned up to it.
0: I am that guy, I assure you. All right, great show today. I thought uh, Lindsey Devine was great. I know we got sidetracked a little bit previewing women's basketball, but air time tonight, <laughs> 6.30, 7 o'clock. Who's on, who's on the call? Who's on the call? That guy know. over there. I Mike Gallagher. Either. Sidekick will have the call of that. I'll be in studio. So we got that. 6.30. Don't forget, tune in. ETSU Women's Basketball, 7 o'clock opening tap. We'll talk about that tomorrow, and the weekend we'll preview. A lot of college basketball. Sanderson Sidekick tomorrow on the Buccaneer Sports Network.